Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sci-Fi Unchained. Thank you all for joining in on the fun and speculation. And if you like the show, please join our social media and support us on Patreon at Sci-Fi Unchained Stories to help the channel grow. And thank you all for your avid listenership. All right, let's get into it. Now, most sci-fi tends to either have a very inviting and eye-pleasing look of smooth, shiny texture or a sort of daring, mechanical, gritty look of grime and overly complicated for no reason kind of design, like Warhammer. Think Transformers movies versus the likes of The Matrix. Although I, I think I probably like Warhammer better. Warhammer is a much better example than The Matrix. Uh, but a lot more people know what The Matrix is. So it could be a better example. Um, now, Transformers, or those shows like it, uh, they're, they're very sleek. And they have colors that pop and shine and are very uh, eye-catching. Now, the other side of that is dark and black green tinted uh, it makes use of certain colors like like bright red or dark hues of blue to signify death or extreme danger it, there is a lot to be said for color design in science fiction in the lighting the costumes backgrounds and even how the the characters are colored whether it be through countless filters of grainy shades or bright angled lighting. Now, these things help us understand the lay of a scene without having to think about it because they translate to us on a sort of subconscious level of understanding. We don't even have to think about it. Now, when there are dark blues and grays, the tone is usually very sad slow it's depressing it's the low curve of the story it's at its absolute bottom now when there are bright sunny red hues um, these are more often triumphant moments a a fight is about to break out Uh, Rohan is about to ride to defend Minas Tirith but how do these color and layout in character designs communicate to us well they they pull at our emotions our relatability our our shared cultural or societal experiences but are they are there um, are there instances where these designs don't translate very well i would say absolutely and when they don't then hopefully it's because whoever is designing and directing has a very specific something that they want to do, not just with the design in terms of pulling focus to any particular thing, but they want you to fully experience and be interested in everything. The biggest example that comes to mind uh, in recent shows and movies is the Mandalorian. Din Djarin's outfit 
not very flashy. Doesn't look too special, um, especially when compared to other iconic Mandalorians. He looks very much like a stock image of what a Mandalorian warrior could be. Nothing stands out too much. But he's the main character. So why doesn't he stand out that much? Now, if I'm a betting boy, my money is on the showrunners wanting the backgrounds to be enjoyed just as much as a flashy main character or a cool car story or a, a, a story device that draws heavy focus. And uh, the, the same can be said for all of the side characters vehicles, the worlds, everything, everything else that isn't the Mandalorian, which is why some, you know, someone's favorite thing from the show can very easily be uh, Baby Yoda, Grief Cargus, the droids, uh, Cara Dune, how bad the stormtroopers are, the the various bounty hunters and the, and the Tusken Raider encounters. Now, on that same note, the original trilogy Star Wars movies are very much the same thing. Uh, Luke Skywalker is in very plain garb. He has a simple laser sword. He has a standard starfighter. But he is still the coolest character of all time. He, well, at least one of them. I mean, this is something that's fudged ever so slightly with the prequel trilogy. Uh, as a result of advancements made in CGI and practical effects allowing for a lot more options. And this idea is completely bastardized in the sequel trilogy as far as uh, the focus is. You know, it's it's pulled to the main characters uh, in a variety of ways. And instead of overly flashy colors, it's dated comedy it's lazy writing it's it's confusing and contrived messaging it's sloppy and abandoned plot stories everywhere and the color scheme and character designs are easily the least imaginative and and they're far too bright and cheery and polished looking for what star wars should be I mean, Kylo Ren's outfit looks like a Halloween costume. It, when, when I think Dark Lord, I don't think him or Snoke. I think Sauron. You know what? That, that's a really good comparison. What's the difference between these things? Sauron is this enormous, over-the-top mountain of a bad guy and he's always hidden in the shadows his his armor is edged and sharp and dangerous and and metal and uh every inch of him looks like it, it can kill you what does kylo ren's outfit feel like to me um he looks like he's cold you know he he had a serious emo phase in middle school that he never grew out of. It's kind of it. I mean, I, he does a lot of push-ups. Um, he uh, he has some really good hair care product. I mean, that's it. 
It's sadly it. And I, you, you could make a very weak argument that these are two completely different properties. Okay, compare and contrast him and Darth Vader. Darth Vader had that super menacing mask. He had the helmet and everything. Like, what? And why is that scary? Because it looks like a skull. Literal death is coming towards you and it's going to kill you and you can't do anything to stop it. He has become this ironic embodied force of nature by being a uh, uh, terrible force of it. Um, he's 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 become this contra this walking contradiction. He's a force of nature, but he's more machine now than man, as he is twisted and evil. So he's he's got all these really complicated overlays, right? But just the just the design. Let's just look at his design. Um, you can. It's very obvious that he is mostly machine. He's got all those flashing lights and buttons on his chest. He's he's got this helmet. He's he's got these cybernetic hands and feet. Um, he's he's got this raspy breathing uh, that is clearly very mechanical so he could just stand there and people would be really afraid as to what he's going to do I'm not scared of Kylo Ren just standing there because <laughs> he's probably just pouting um, again his, his design it just looks like he's cold. So, yeah. It, it, the, the new stuff doesn't feel very Star Wars. Especially because it's so primmed and polished. And it, even the stuff that's supposed to be gritty. All that has been done is it's been giving, like, movie magic score marks. Like, like uh, the equivalent of say like tire marks on a road from a tire doing burnouts in a parking lot or something but you can you can tell it's just put there for you know some kind of a like okay your your face is going to be smudgy here because you're you're running through the woods and you you know maybe you get hit in the face by a by a tree branch or something. Whereas in say the the indoor scene where Luke is chasing the the speeder bike guys. Well, maybe that's a cop out because they're wearing camouflage. But yeah, I mean, you guys get what I'm trying to say. It it looks dark. It looks like it's supposed to be um like it's supposed to be in this setting of danger and and uh, urgency let's say it, it's not bright and shiny and polished it's 
It's gritty. It looks like it would feel metallic. Um, it looks like it, it would... If you were to sit on Luke's speeder bike, it looks like you would be able to feel the rubber and the leather and you, you you know you know how to grip those uh, those handle things and you could feel the the click click of of those uh, those switches and everything but in the newer stuff all of that looks cheap it looks very cheap it's it, it almost looks plastic like you're you're getting a a McDonald's Happy Meal toy versus some Warhammer figurines. Um, another good comparing of trash, just so I can stop talking about Star Wars for a second, is Battlestar Galactica versus Star Trek. And I'll say the newer Star Trek, just to be fair to the to the really cool classic stuff that actually did use a lot of uh, practical effect. So Battlestar Galactica looks like everything I just said about the original trilogy Star Wars. It looks gruff and gritty and metallic and dark and grimy and real. It looks real. I think that's kind of what I'm wanting to drive at more. It looks real. And maybe that's not what you want in a science fiction fantasy universe where uh, you're trying to have a certain amount of escapism, but the I, I guess you have to weigh the amount of escapism versus relatability because you want at some level to be able to relate to what's going on. So... You know, I, I would say this almost always depends on the kind of science fiction in question. But as a generality, I, I tend to lean more towards a more gritty and grimy aesthetic in my science fiction. Uh, or at least a more realistic, rugged look. You know, like, like the ones we get in Stargate or Alita Battle Angel or Mortal Engines. And these, these properties are not overly grim or gruesome in their designs by any stretch of the imagination, but they do have a more realistic look to them than the sci-fi that tends to lean more towards, say, a, a steampunk or some kindred kind of design. I, I do really like contrasting designs in the same show or movie uh, at, at the same time, though because we get to see a direct contrast and it's always a device used to compare one side of an idea with another which is more often than not the the main focus of the show or a theme that draws heavy thought provoking questions so yeah design in science fiction is incredibly important um especially color and uh, and texture as as well as character design um, 
you you can have some of the best story in the world, but if the look doesn't match what the story is supposed to feel like, like if if the casting is wrong, let's make it way simpler. If the casting is wrong, you're not going to be that invested in what's happening. You're you're going to be pulled out of it really quickly. So, yeah, I I, I know it seems like a really simple thing to say, where you can j- just kind of shrug and go, "Well, of course, it's important. That's that's pretty basic." But if you really dig deep into why it's important, then I I think in science fiction especially, uh, things like all of these design aspects become far more important than any other genre. Like it's certainly not as important as in, in like something like say a, a romantic comedy or an action adventure like i'm not i'm not watching the fast and furious franchise and thinking you know the the, the shape of those cars is cool and the, the the color of that submarine that just shot that torpedo the rock turned with his hand through the ice you know that 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 backdrop is nice it's <laughs> no one's thinking that you're just turning your brain off and enjoying some kick-ass action So I I think, especially having the theater background that I do, uh, this is something that I hyper-focus on and uh, have a ton of fun with. And I hope you guys can too. But that's all I had for today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and stick around for more Sci-Fi Unchained. But for now, live long and prosper, my friends. And may the Force be with us all.